You are now listening to Mike's Opinion. Logic Unleashed. That's right, you are now listening to the Mike's Opinion Podcast. How are you doing today? I got something to say today. (laughs) As I do every episode, right? But as I always want to know, how are you doing? I hope you're doing all right out there. And if you're one of the people that I'm about to talk about today, then may the blessings of the universe be upon you. And may luck be with us. Let's hope for the best. Who am I talking about, you ask? Well, I'm going to get straight to it today. Today, we are talking about unemployment, governors, Republican governors in particular, and more so, we're going to dive deeper into work. The definition of work, a partial history of work, and should we say, fuck work? Because as you can see, The plan title of this episode is Fuck Work, I'm Not Lazy. And I'm going to explain that as best that I feel I can. Because as you know, this is the Mike's Opinion Podcast and this is my opinion. But I'm an educated fellow, so I believe my opinion counts. Yes, it does. So, if you haven't heard, and if you don't know there are many Republican-led states that are severing the extra $300 per week unemployment benefit early significantly early for instance I live in the state of Texas Texas was to go until the first week of September for the extra $300 per week that they get from the United States government. They don't have to spend a penny of state's money. They get this directly from the government, the federal government, okay? And they've decided to cut it. But it's not just Texas that has decided to cut it. No, 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 no. Like I said, there are many that have decided to cut it. Missouri, Iowa, Mississippi, Alaska, Indiana, Alabama, West Virginia, Idaho, North Dakota, Wyoming, Texas, as I mentioned, Ohio, Georgia, Utah, Oklahoma, Arkansas, South Dakota. You know, um, I wanted to do this episode today because to me, this is just some flat out evil shit. It's just some evil, hateful shit. Like I said, majority, um, if not all, Republican-led states have Republican governors. Just let me be clear, okay? I refuse to become the hater. So I don't hate these hateful individuals. And I try not to make this a racial issue. But damn it, that's what the fuck it is. Okay? It's hate and it's race. And it's also just against people that are not Ivy Leaguers, that are not establishment people, that don't have long history of collegiate graduates and silver spooners. Can you guess which one I am? Yeah. I'm from the streets of Harlem and the Bronx, from the PJs, otherwise known as the Projects. I do have a degree. I have acquired um, a sustainable living. But I know a lot of people out there that are still struggling and suffering. And I'm not going to go into the multitude of factors that contribute to why somebody may be uneducated. Why somebody may be unable to pull themselves up from the bootstraps, as I hear, and and dive deeply into wealth or a comfortable living. Let's be clear. Let's be very, very clear. There is a power structure in this country and around the world. But I'm going to just target the United States right now. Target is not the right word. Highlight 
the United States because this is the country from when I, uh, for which I live and the most popular country on the planet, some might say. But in the United States, the power structure needs a labor force. Okay? TSA, hotels, restaurants, stadiums, sanitation. I can go on and on and on with the, with the occupations that barely pay well or, or, you know, pay just well enough for you to like, like look, like, like gaze at the middle class fence because you almost there. And God forbid the upper middle class, uh, upper middle class fence, you know, you can smell it and go look in the fence. Oh, it's nice over there, you know, but for millions and millions of people, if not the majority of us go to some cubicle or some job that we hate. Now, I've done some research for this episode, uh, a couple of books, articles, stuff like that, which I'll dive deep, deeper into in a second, but you got to understand, the majority of us are labor for the wealthy, for the, for the corporations, for the big business owners. And that's one of the sentiments that is pushing this bullshit idea that, oh, we're suffering, we being the business people. We're suffering because we can't find workers. Because they don't want to come back to work because, because they're getting unemployment. They're getting paid to stay home and sit on their ass. Well, so fucking what? We can't sit on our ass to September? Huh? I'm speaking for us, for the people. I'm on the side of the people that I think that, that, and I'm pretty sure there's probably other podcasts that address this, other articles I know that address this, but damn it. We can't get a fucking break and sit down. Until we go back to be your fucking laborer and serve your drinks and your burgers and, and all the other menial bullshit jobs that I got to work three, four jobs just to make a goddamn living. Can you tell that this issue bothers me? Well, if you can't, I'm here to tell you it does. It bothers me greatly. And when I see these articles and I lived in Texas, right? And I kept waiting. I kept waiting. Because I knew they were going to do it. And damn it if they didn't do it. Because the governor here. Who's in a wheelchair and gets zero sympathy. Because I understand it was an accident. But I you know, I, I wish he could be on his feet. I really do. But he doesn't lead shit. He follows behind every other governor. Who has the balls to do something. You know. Like today he, he signed a, an executive order and it's, it's, it's after midway, mid, uh, mid May. We're going into the third week of May and, oh, you know, you have the right to wear a mask or not wear a mask, which is a whole nother issue. I'm not even going to discuss today, but these fucktards that are in power. And I say that. In, with every sense of the word, because I need you to understand just because you have a degree, whether it be a bachelor's, a master's or a PhD, that shit don't make you smart. That don't mean you smart. All that means is you jump through the hoops, read some shit, took a test about it, wrote some shit about it. And now they give you this piece of paper. Okay. And the, the better the school, that's why I mentioned the Ivy Leagues earlier the more earning potential you have. It's a fucking sham. It's in a fucking system. It's a system that's been in place for centuries. And it's designed to obstruct people. It's designed to halt people. Obstruct and halt from what? From sharing in the American dream. Whose dream? Damn sure ain't nobody I know's dream. Okay? Because I've owned businesses for 20 years. Okay? I've had people that work for me. And I've always paid well above any minimum wage. I never even considered paying a minimum wage. Even though in one of the corporations or one of the companies that I have, it I could have easily gotten away with it. Okay? Easily. But I didn't because I respect people 
And there are advantages to paying people more. You can expect to demand more from them, but that's not, wasn't my primary motivation for doing so. Okay. But taking an extra $300 a week from somebody during a pandemic, just because the business owners are saying, well, 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 we can't find workers is bullshit. And many economists have said that that in itself is bullshit. A lot of people are not going back to quote unquote work because they can't find childcare or they don't want to expose themselves, uh, you know, in a pandemic or other reasons. There are other reasons other than I'm just a lazy fuck. Okay. And I just, mm, mm, mm. like I said, the title of this episode included fuck your work and I'm not lazy. Because I don't think you lazy if you don't want to punch some fucking nine to five clock on some bullshit job that you hate. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of people that are doing even, you know, white collar, blue collar jobs uh, that, you know, that they fucking hate and they get paid well. Because we are not taught to follow our dreams for real. It's not what we're taught in school. That's not what we're, we're shown. No, we're taught and educated to become the labor force. Now, some of these Ivy League joints, right? These upper crusts that is fucking damn near impossible. You got to be a perfect person to get in. Perfect grades, perfect uh, community service, perfect hobbies. You got to write and speak. You got to say just and do all the right shit for many years. Throughout your scholastic career up to college to get into these Ivy League institutions where the presidents attend, the senators have attended, their whole lineage, their whole families have attended and they're connected. They've been knowing CEOs and COOs and CFOs and business owners, you know, and lawyers and, you know, attorneys, CPAs, doctors. That's their clique. They, that's that power structure that they roll in, right? Huh? Last time you been to a um, a judge's house for dinner? Huh? When last time you shot some hoops with a senator or a junior senator or a congressman? Huh? Not many of us move in those circles. Okay? And a lot of them, like I said, are family. Take the former president, for instance. Not Biden, of course. He's not former. He's our current. But the one right before him, Trump. He put his whole family in that administration, in-laws and the whole clique. And that's how they get down. And Biden's no exception. Okay. He got, you know, his sons and wife and everybody down with them. That's how they roll in these power structures. Okay. For most of us, we, we not down. We not included. We excluded. But the power lies in us because we are the physical majority. Right. But of course, they keep these dividers going at us, economic dividers, racial dividers, um, you know, status dividers, class dividers, educational dividers, things to keep the labor force fighting amongst each other so we don't band together. Right. Because if we banded together. And made some serious moves. The whole shit would change. Now, I want to be clear. I don't want the feds knocking on my fucking door saying, yo, you was inciting an overthrow of the government, you know, like Trump incited the January 6th insurrection. Now, if I saw it happening, would I applaud? Fuck yes. If the whole societal structure broke down and nobody went to work. Can you imagine? For a second? Just for a second? All the people that make, let's say, $250,000 or less. Said, I'm not going to work. Ever. Again. And we banded together. Bought some land. Lived off the land. 
and just lived happily ever after in little mini villages. What would they do? What would the big coffee house do if none of its workers went to work? What would the big box store do if none of its employees nationwide went to work? What would the ride share companies do if nobody went to work? What would the airlines do if nobody fucking went to work? What if all of us didn't go back to work? Guess what would happen? They would use their enforcers to make us go to work, which is what this unemployment move is doing. And I say the enforcers, we know what they are. They're called law enforcement. Okay, from the federal level, the state level, and the local level. They got dudes with guns, y'all. Dudes with riot gear, y'all. Dudes with tanks, y'all. And tasers, and handcuffs, and belly clubs. Tear gas and shit. So fuck up if you want to. Guess what's going to happen? Could you see them coming? And say, you're illegally not going to work. You need to get your ass to work. Well, guess what? It's exactly what this fucking... Snatching people's unemployment away is doing precisely that. Okay. And like I said, Texas is the latest state to, to follow through and it's the biggest state. So it's causing all kind of, kind of hoopla and shit, you know, because you're talking like 1.9 just in the state, 1.9 or 1.3, I think just in the state of Texas alone, 1.3. To be exact. Okay. Now. <laughs> in a statement. The, te- the Texas governor said. According to the Texas Workforce Commission. The number of job openings in Texas. Is almost identical to the number of Texans. Who are receiving unemployment benefits. End quote. So they're saying. The same amount of people that are receiving unemployment. Matches the amount of job openings that are. Well, fuck your job. Maybe motherfuckers don't want to go back to that shit. Okay? In my opinion, this earth, if you zoom out now, today, and historically, wasn't about punching some fucking clock 48 out of 52 weeks a year. Okay? And of the five days out of every seven days per week, the best eight hours of the day, so I can get a check but at the same time, I'm making that company rich. And typically, just the top couple of dozen people at the company rich. Let's make no mistake, y'all. We the labor. We the help. We the help. I said 48 weeks out of 52 weeks. Typically, there's 52 weeks in a year. If you add the weekends and the couple of weeks of um, vacation, if you want to call it, holidays, 47, 48 weeks are what the typical employee works at a job. If that ain't some slave shit, I don't know what is. If Saying, I'm taking your money away, get your ass back to work, ain't some slave shit. I don't know what is. A lot of these governors have been like, we're paying people more to stay at home than they are to work. Well, ain't that saying a lot? Because your unemployment ain't that right. You ain't balling on unemployment. So if you're paying us more, how much I, how much do you, is that job paying that you want me to quickly go back to? Hmm? Because Mr. Business Owner can't serve his lattes. Because he can't find the staff to do it. Well, fuck your lattes. Fuck your job. Fuck your business. I don't want to work there no more. Okay? I would like to hear from you. Hit me up on all the socials. Mike's Opinion Podcast is out there. If you want to shoot me a message directly, good, bad, or ugly, Mike's Opinion Show at gmail.com is my email. I'll repeat that. Mike's Opinion Show at gmail.com. No spaces, no underscore. 
M-I-K-E-S-O-P-I-N-I-O-N-S-H-O-W at gmail.com. Let me know how you feel about this. And if you're down to start a, um, uh, uh, a crowdfunding, let's buy a million acres or 35,000 acres in like Wyoming or Montana, someplace where it's cheap. We'll fence that shit off and we will live off the land. We'll farm. We'll live by candlelight. We'll get water from the wells, water, shelter. We'll raise our own food. And that's the only work we'll do. Keeping the land clean, raising and processing our food. And we can do it in shifts. So you can have like nine months off just to explore the land or travel somewhere. Do whatever the fuck you want to. You know what I'm saying? And we'll do some investments, buy some crypto and make money and generate money that way. But here's the deal. You can't be violent. You can't be on hard drugs. You got to be a peaceful, calm person. Let's do that. Huh? Who's with me? Let's leave these motherfuckers in their jobs. Now, I think we'd need more land if, if this really caught on, right? Because I think the last census is like 330 million people. And you take away children and the elderly and just the able-bodied and the people who are, you know, not already rich. You know, take away the rich. I, you know, we're still talking about a good chunk of people, probably a hundred million people. So we might need some more acreage. Like, can you imagine if a hundred million people decided to say, fuck the workforce? I'm not working no more. It would change the whole shit. Right? Right? Would that be the tea in the harbor? Huh? Cause they've been taxing us for so many years. These governments, these even federal and state, even some local, they, they got so much money. Like it's just, just here in Texas. The Texas State Lottery has been going for 20 plus years. Nobody really knows where that money's going. There's like one or two real watchdogs, but that money, don't nobody know it's supposedly going for education. Bullshit. I'd like to see a very detailed, honest audit of the Texas Lottery Commission. Just to, just for one tidbit. These people in power have been in power, their families have been in power, and it's real hard to get a seat at that table. Right? Real hard. So like I said, I was going to dive a little bit deeper because I was like, you know what? I can't be the only non-lazy anti-work person. I can't be. Right? So, one very interesting read, and I haven't read the whole thing, but there's a book called The History of Work by Richard Donkin, D-O-N-K-I-N. And I want to keep in mind, I'm not getting sponsored by anybody. Any book, anything that I mention, any article, I'm not getting kickbacks. They're not giving me a penny, even though it would be nice. Support the show, please. Um, there's links in the show notes, but they're not giving me a penny. This is just things that I found when I was doing um, the research for this article, I mean, excuse me, for this episode. And I, I want to, you know, just read a couple of things that stood out to me from this book. And um, this particular part that I'm about to read is from the foreword. It's um, from the person who wrote the foreword, and his name is Warren Bennis. At the beginning of the book, he's a professor of business administration at that USC. Okay, so um, he wrote about Donkin's book. Donkin shows how we have become slaves to work at precisely the time that most of us living in the industrialized world have been delivered from the oppressive yoke of manual labor. Our liberation has ironically led to a new and perhaps more troubling form of bondage. Our lives are choked with work. That, to me, is well written, 
summarizes the sentiment and speaks volumes. And one sentence really, really stands out. Our liberation has ironically led to a new and perhaps more troubling form of bondage. This is written by a professor at USC. Okay. This is just the first example I wanted to share to validate and substantiate my feelings on this subject because I've known that I'm not the only one and I started my businesses over 20 years ago because I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't punch that clock no more. My time and my life was not my own. I kid you not, it's like a light bulb went off one day. It was like I just had this epiphany. I just said, fuck it. Now, keep in mind, I was a consultant. I was making damn near six figures, but it was a stressful job. I I fucking hated it. And I did it for why most people take their ass to work every morning. For the money. For the money. I had to pay for my shelter. I had to pay for my vehicles. I had to pay for my food, my clothing. I put myself in this position where I became not just reliant upon, but addicted to that paycheck. I had to have it. Because if not, what would I do? Would I go sleep in my mama's house on her couch? Would I go stay with a friend or another relative? Would I shack up with my girlfriend? Would I be what's commonly referred to as homeless or a bum? From New York and even off from the projects, even the bums is flies in New York. They got, they edged up. The hairline is edged up. You know what I'm saying? So I come from that. You got to stay fly. God bless the child. got his own. You know, you got to hold yourself down. Paper chasing, paper chasing. And I realized Yo, I've been a victim of this system. So I don't know. Maybe somebody slipped me the red pill when I was asleep and I woke up and popped out the matrix because that shit happened overnight for me. Snap of a finger. And it was like, ah, you know, like what? Oh, I'm not doing this shit no more. And people actually in the company I was in highly sought after position, one that people retire in. So. When I walked away from it and submitted my resignation, people was like, what are you doing? I ain't looked back since, y'all. And since that day, I mean this. I would much rather live in a cardboard box under a highway overpass, digging in dumpsters, than go punch somebody else's clock. And I mean that wholeheartedly. Now, I have a young child, so this is another reason why I'm not knocking nobody that is still paper chasing. That's, you know, working remotely. Because even that's a grind, right? You got to be in there on time. Or if you go into a cubicle or a job you hate, I'm not talking any of this to make you feel bad about yourself. Okay. I need to be very upfront and, and, and crystal clear about that because I know when you got young kids or a family member or, or reasons why you are fiscally and financially responsible for other people, you doing what you got to do and you hate it. Right. And if you found something that you love doing and it's working for another company and the upper executives are reaping the benefits of your labor, but you enjoy going to work every day or you think you do, there's more power to you because everybody ain't me. Everybody's not going to think like me. 
Everybody's not going to think about the other people that I will share their writings, you know, but for many people, like I was before I had that epiphany, we don't even think about it. We just think about how can we get advancement at that job? How can I make more money? There are people that have good jobs and still delivering food for like rideshare companies and food delivery companies just to make a little more money. You know what I'm saying? And we do live in a time where side hustles can be main hustles. Like you could put three, four of them together and you can really carve your own niche. But you know what? There's people getting crazy rich out here. There's crypto craze, dogs coin, dodgy coin. I've done other episodes about it. Ethereum, Bitcoin, and all the other coins out there. The stock market, you know, with apps like Robinhood, um, you know, where you don't pay any commissions to buy, sell, or trade. Um, you can make money if you spend the time to educate yourself and try to understand these otherwise complex systems and uh, opportunities that are out there. And they don't make it easy. They be in the power structure. Um, of course, the, with the crypto thing, they're trying to decentralize cash, get the banks out of it. But there's so many moving parts to this, right? Y'all know I digress, but it's all connected. But to go to a job that causes you physical stress, mental stress, anguish, just for the money, I urge you to reevaluate your life and what's important to you. Try to transition to something that makes you happy if you're not. Okay? Because I don't have to punch no clock. And I love that shit. And I urge you to do it if you can. If you can. Do it. And if you a young person, younger than me, like I'm in my 50s, right? But if you, and I doubt if any teenagers listen to this, but if you are, if you in your teens or 20s, listen. Fuck that McDonald's job, okay? I'm not saying you can become a rapper or a TikTok star, you know, social media star or influencer, but follow your dream and make a business out of that dream where you the boss. You know, be a creator, contribute to society in one way or another. If you dance, write, you know, make jokes or an artist, if you like helping people, if you like giving, there's so many different things we can do to fulfill ourselves in this world and punching somebody's clock to making some corporation and the executives of that corporation rich. Fuck that. And I'm here to tell any bureaucrat, any of these Republican governors, if they happen to listen to this, just because you don't want to work for the establishment does not make you lazy. And if you're black, we need that unemployment anyway. It's part of reparations. Consider that, you know, the appetizer for reparations. Because fuck you, you got 400 years of free labor from my people. From my ancestors. Direct ancestors. So, fuck you and your job. And I... You know, know, it's just, I'm very passionate about this. And, and, and it, it bothers me when I saw this. I'm like, why you want to snatch this, this little $300 a week out of somebody's hands for a few months early? People may have planned on that. Okay. Like in Texas, all right, I got this coming until September. I can look for a better job. Nope. I'm going to pull the fucking pull the rug out from under these people. Nope. I'm ending in June instead of September. I, I just, it's hateful. It is some evil shit. And when I first read it, I was like, are they just doing this to get at Biden? Now, there's a little light at the end of that tunnel. Because Bernie Sanders, former presidential candidate, still Senator Sanders said, we got to find a way for the government to get that money directly to the people. Fuck the states. And by the day, I'm pretty sure they're going behind the scenes. Because they, 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 these motherfuckers are petty, y'all. They just human like me and you. They do tit for tat shit. Tit for tat. Right? 
Republicans versus Democrats, even though I think sometimes they're all on the same team. But keep in mind, these same Republican states, Republican-led states, are doing their best to change these voting laws, okay, for 2022 and 2024. They're trying to make it harder for the poor and disenfranchised to to vote. Whole different podcast episode. So, ah, I, I mm, 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 mm. I, <laughs> mm. Anyway, moving on. I'm gonna get back to Donkin's book um, in just a minute. Okay, but I wanted to to read uh, something else from this from this article. Um, and by the way, this article is from the Business Insider, um, and it's from a uh, Juliana Kaplan. You can uh, check it out. Very recently, recently released. Um, Three point five million people will lose jobless aid early. And that's according to a projection from Andrew Setner at the liberal-leaning Century Foundation. Uh, I I just, I find this just to be appalling. It's fucking appalling. Now, for those of you that follow me, you know when I do episodes of this nature, I always like to dig deep and, and give definitions. And since we're talking about work, I want to give the definition of work. So I looked it up and I'm going to give you three definitions that I found. The definition of work includes activity that a person engages in regularly to earn a livelihood. The next definition is a specific task, duty, function or assignment often being a part or phase of some larger activity. Another is sustained physical or mental effort to overcome obstacles and achieve an objective or result. Hmm? Definitions of work. Work came up with the word work, right? Where did work come from? Well, we know slavery involved work, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because, frankly, that's how this country was built. Work. The work on the backs of slaves. We built many things here in this United States. We built the wealth of a lot of these families who have enjoyed the benefits for so long. You know? I remember when computers were first introduced. I'm that old. I remember when the first personals computers came and printers and I remember when we were going to be paperless right there were going to be no no paper can you imagine that no paper didn't happen we've generated more paper than we've ever used before in our lives it's absolutely fucking ridiculous you know, so these states that claim these businesses can't find workers, I think are completely full of shit. Okay? Completely. I was reading another article. Um, this one was a very fun, a funny article by Isha Aran, and it was on the website... Um, I'll put it in the show notes too, but I believe it was the, uh, the New Republic. Um, but I highlighted a portion here 
And it says, The myth of the American dream has taught us that hard work is what makes us human, what makes us virtuous, and ideally what makes us successful. And yet we hate it. Perhaps it's the fact that we work shockingly longer hours than our European counterparts. Now, when I read that, it brought to mind a documentary by uh, a filmmaker named Michael Moore. I think he did like Super Size Me, and he's done a bunch of rebel rousing documentaries. I dare say he's probably a Democrat. And I hate either, you know, being on any these definitions. You got to be a Republican or a Democrat or independent. You know, you got to be left leaning or right leaning, left, right, conservative, um, you know, liberal. I just, uh, all of these things are dividers. Why can't we just be one human fucking people that love each other and get rid of this hierarchy? Now, I've seen some dumbass, ignorant people on every level of society. I've seen evil people. I know they exist. The ignorant and the evil exist. But I think they can be brought over to the light. And if not, then dealt with by the happy people. But that quote made me think about that documentary, and he went on to demonstrate clearly the different quality of life in these European countries. I think he highlighted Italy and um, and other places where they have months off of work and go home for lunch, and their work hours are far more flexible. Their lunch for their kids is far more nutritious. Capitalism is like the Bible to these people. And damn it, I'm just going to say it. It's the white male. The white men, they've been running this shit for 400 years by, by, by force. Okay? And they still do. And their minds work in a way that is conquer and have the most. That is their mindset. Get the most. Not share. Not Here's a pie. Let's all have an equal slice. No, fuck that. They are. I'm taking this fucking pie and I'm going to fucking kill you if you don't want to give it to me. And if there's somebody strong enough to get a piece, then they can be it. I'm not going to kill them. They're not going to kill me. Then we'll agree. You get this piece. I get this piece. But they're not. Let's kumbaya. Let's live in peace. Let's have harmony. No. They're like. If I can, I'm taking the whole fucking pie. Fuck you, starve. And then I'm going to fucking enslave you and make you make me more pies. That's how we got here. And they you know what they call that shit? Capitalism. You know what capitalism, capitalism needs? Capitalism needs a labor force. Guess what you are? The fucking labor force. That's right. Michael. Yo, Mike. What can I do? I got bills to pay. I got a car payment. I got a rent or lease payment or mortgage. I got two kids. They in school. They got, they need all electronic devices and the games and, and all this shit. I need the heat and cool my crib. You know what I'm saying? I need to, I, I need to eat. What I'm supposed to do? You got me feeling fucked up over here. Okay, I'm the labor force. I recognize that shit now. What the fuck can I do? I'm going to tell you what you can do. I'm going to tell you exactly what you can do. One word will get you started. One word. You want to know what that word is? It's four-letter word. Plan. P. 
P-L-A-N. Plan. Plan to detach yourself from the capitalism, capitalism tent. Okay. Now, it all depends on what you want. You can have the same lifestyle you have or better with this plan. If you plan to choose things that support your independence, your reliance upon the least amount of people, especially directly. For me, the first company I started when I left that consultant job was something that I loved to do. So it wasn't really work for me. It was work starting the business. And I got to a point where I really had to dot my I's and cross my T's and make it a real, real business. You know what I'm saying? Because up until that point, I was a one-man show. And it got to a point where I couldn't be a one-man show anymore because I was growing too much and too fast. So um find something you love. Make a plan, a one-month plan, six-month plan, one-year plan, two-year plan. And now some people will just go balls to the wall, go in there, fuck it, I quit. And if you work well under pressure, then do that. I have to say, because of the world we live in, I am not suggesting that you go quit your job tomorrow. I am sharing my opinion. None of what I am saying constitutes employment, legal Lifestyle advice. Okay. I'm offering my insight and my opinion and what I did. I'm sharing with you what I did. So I'm saying that because if you go quit your job tomorrow and you find yourself on the cheese line in a homeless shelter and say, you know, why am I sitting here in this homeless shelter with fucking eating crackers? And my kids ain't got no shoes. Oh, I was listening to the Mike's Opinion podcast. No, 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 no. Okay. It's hard to carve out that niche. I'm not even going to say it's hard. It can be hard. For some, it's easy. Also, defining what you want or don't want. What you can do without. My whole goal, as I've said in all of my episodes, and the whole reason why I have this podcast, well, one of them, one of the primary reasons, is to make the world a better place. And that's all I'm trying to do here is make us a happier people. You know, because I know the joys of Relieving oneself of stress from a job that I despise. You know, I've, I've been on the other side of that waking up and laying there for a minute, not wanting to get the fuck up out of bed, not wanting to put on that monkey suit, that tie, that blazer and the shoes and go into the office and say the bullshit to people that I don't really fucking like, you know, and grinding away at some project. For what? For that paycheck. Which ultimately gives the upper echelon of that company the ability to have their private jets and their months-long vacations and their second, third, and fourth homes. I'm not hating. I don't need that for my happiness. Would it be nice? Of course it would. Of course it would. 
But these people acquire these things on the backs of their hundreds and thousands, or, you know, sometimes thousands of employees. Hmm? Yes. That's where their wealth is acquired from. You ever see these CEOs get these packages? These bonuses? Oh, the stock price is up and the profits are good. And we've given them a hundred million dollar bonus. Twenty million dollar bonus. Where do you think that money comes from? It comes from the profit your labor has generated. You and all the employees are part of that company. Once again, if that shit ain't slavery, I don't know what the fuck is. Okay? Slavery by another name. They can no longer beat us physically into the labor. So they have to coax us into the labor with an addictive check that comes for most bi-weekly, regularly, and is taxed accordingly. And we get addicted to it. Right? We got to have that check. Huh? It's bondage, as I mentioned earlier in that book. That I quoted from. Okay. It's a form. Of bondage. So. I want to read you a quote. <clears throat> from the. Ever popular. Um, Senate minority leader. Republican. From the great state of Kentucky. Mitch McConnell. Pretty sure you've all heard of him. And if you have it. Check him out. Interesting character, to say the least. And I quote, We have flooded the zone with checks that I'm sure everybody loves to get and also enhanced unemployment. And what I hear from business people, hospitals, educators, everybody across the state all week is, regretfully, It's actually more lucrative for many Kentuckians and Americans to not work than work. End quote. And I paraphrased part of that quote there. Actually, I combined quotes. They were were separate. Fuck your work. Fuck your work. I didn't stutter at all. I would love to see the entire structure change. Yes, that's what I said. I would like to see the whole thing change. Yeah. Another quote from the uh, Federal Reserve Chairman, Mr. Jerome Powell, recently said, and I quote, not clear, end quote. What was not clear? He was referring to whether it's clear or not whether federal unemployment benefits were causing a labor shorter. Yeah. But he didn't expect it to last past September anyway. Because all of these upper echelon people, y'all, they want to keep this economic engine going. It's about money. And that's no surprise. It's not about money that you and I have. It's about rich people's money. Because without that labor force, guess what? They don't have it. Their situation quickly crumbles. And guess what? All shit will hit the fan. Yes. (laughs) Yes, it will. But fear not. Like I said. We're going to be all right. 
one way or another, we gonna be all right. Hmm? I'm going to close out this episode with another quote from the foreword of Mr. Donkin's book. Yeah. And it says, and indeed we are all damned, encumbered and burdened, as well as charmed, exhilarated, and fascinated by this curse. This curse. This curse we have of capitalism. This structure that the greedy have enacted. That the greed hungry for power, non-sharing, hateful individuals that control this world and this country have in place and will do anything to protect it. Anything to protect it. Who do you want to be in this structure? You are the power. We are the power. And we can shut this shit down anytime that we want. We can shut the whole shit down, but it's going to take all of us or a vast majority all at once and just planning it. You'd have to, we'd have to discuss it. They monitor chatter of terrorist organizations planning violent acts. Imagine for a second if million of us, millions of us started the online chatter of a date when we were going to all stop working. Not a strike. Not temporarily. But permanently. Hmm. What do you think they'd do? I'll leave you with that question today. What do you think they would do? As always, I want to thank you for listening. I hope you're doing okay out there. This pandemic and all this craziness that's going on with, you know, weather and, and, um, news of the day, wildfires, all the negative has not taken your joy. I hope you find some joy in the simplest things that our planet has to offer. Listen to other episodes that I've have and uh, you you will find some joy hopefully in those episodes but direction on how to get to those joys, how to fight for your happiness because you almost have to um these days. Again, please support the show in any way you can. Like, share, subscribe, comment. Uh if you can monetarily, that would be great as well. Help me grow the show. I'd really appreciate that. Um and uh, keep yourself safe. Mike's Opinion Show at gmail.com is how you can reach me. I, I would really appreciate uh, your feedback. I always answer everybody as best as I can. It may take me a little time to get back to you, but I always uh, write back. Um, so, you know, I'm Mike, and you've been listening to the Mike's Opinion Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. For listening to Mike's opinion, logic unleashed. <laughs>